welcome to Forever Canada, <laughs> the podcast where we talk about slimy huts, pupated bugs, and danger, not Spidey, sense. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. And this week on Forever Canon, we are going to talk about New Jedi Order Book 6, Balance Point by Kathy Tires, Chapters 9 through, I almost said 13, that's not how the podcast works. Don't read 5 every week, only read 4. Chapters 9 through 12, in which things start to fall apart, mm-hmm. and action gets underway. I mean, we're early in the book. Chapter 9 through 12, there's 28 of them. We're still in, the, you know, we're, we're wrapping up the first third. Here comes the danger, here comes the action. It's going to be a good week. But first, bum bum bum. Previously, on Forever Cannon, Mara and Anakin can't stun Vong. Use classic, what? Classic hilt KO. Vong prisoner ends it. Mara worries about force. Jaina is grumpy. Jason uses the twin nap. Naminor tells Savong La all about the Jedi on Duro. Once again, hard to remember what TL was for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Abbreviations and notes and such. That was last week. This week. We start with chapter nine, where Luke and Mara are sitting in on a big, important New Republic meeting. Uh, first of all, I'm shocked. How are they invited? Yeah. How, Borsk Falia hates their guts and wants to defame them and his sister specifically. So, I mean, is it just like you just can't be denied? I th- yeah, I think regardless, they're uh, still important how, people. Here, here they are. The, I, I just was really shocked for them to be actually sitting in on this meeting as like invited, not guests, participants. Ooh, mm. I found a word. Start the hot streak, Tim. <laughs> All right. Uh, normal, normal New Republic meeting. Uh, the people from outside the core are complaining that the core is playing favorites with the core. Shake it twice and all that. Uh, we talk about how Centerpoint is maybe super screwed up from Thraken firing it. And then Luke, Mara, and the Jedi come under fire because Anakin and Jason, quote, allowed Sal Solo to fire Centerpoint. Harsh. Mm-hmm. But, yes? Yeah. Yeah? They're both Jedi people. They probably could have stopped them. And especially if you want to apply the logic of, well, if Anakin would have just done it. Yeah. Then he wouldn't have, and then a better outcome, which nobody knows except for Anakin and Jason right now, or maybe his, I don't know, his mom. What? And the, the, the Senate meeting's all weird. They're like, you Jedi are so disorganized. You have to get control of them, Luke, but don't be organized. Like, they're saying both. They want both things. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we want you guys to get your life together and all be acting as a, as a single functionary but don't you dare form a group to do so yeah right yeah we want our cake and eat it too Mm -hmm. and then i get that right i get that you have your cake and eat it too you can't have your cake anymore because you ate it (laughs) that's what that means right they want to have their cake and yet still have eaten their cake yes you want the pleasure without the consequence whatever whatever Mm mm-hmm but yeah, we want you guys to, to <laughs> be a group, but don't be <laughs> to too organized. Shape up, but not too tightly. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, the government doesn't trust the Jedi because of their failures, and uh, they extremely blame them. Mm-hmm. Might be a bit extreme, but it might... I don't know, because, you know, as a reader of the books and not a person in that world, but I probably might feel the same way. I guess, I guess you would. I would have probably read all the legends and, like, unofficial biographies and tellings of all the adventures of all the Jedi heroes. There's, there must be a market where whatever is known about the Jedi is sold as like a novel, you know, right? Just as we have true historical, uh, fiction or nonfiction books that, Mm -hmm. you know, you can read. Surely the same must exist in, in the star Wars universe for the exploits of all these incredible skywalkers. Right. So like, (laughs) (laughs) i probably would still be the same dude in that universe just a few books behind as events actually play out in real life yeah but yeah anyways to the point yeah it's easy it's easy to blame the people that are powerful that's my point yeah is that i think i still would feel the same way as the government like the government's doing it in a stupid way but it is your responsibility the jedi to do to stop all the bad stuff i'm sorry you're magic Mm mm-hmm and thus, the respond with great power. It's your fault. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Take the problems that come the, with it. Fix it. <laughs> we don't have magic. Yeah, you do. You do. we only have great technology and sciences. You have magic. It's got to be your fault to some degree that things have gone wrong. You know, even just from a, a basic person's uh, uh, layman's perspective. Mm-hmm. Borsk says the Jedi are out of control. And out of the New Republic. But Luke says, hey guys, remember, we're all in this together versus the Vong. I'm sure that message is going to be heard. Not like any of these people in the Senate meeting have already made up their minds and are dense. Yeah, yeah, they're entrenched at this point. <laughs> Big time. And we cut to Mara feels, quote, an odd thickening of her own cells. And she's like, "Uh Oh, the disease is back. I knew I should never have trusted being cured. Why did I drink that aliens tears? What's happening to my body? Yeah. She's feeling more tired than she should be. Oh, something is up. Yep. Also someone I've never heard of is missing. And I didn't write down their name. I didn't either. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Tris- Trisina Lobi's friend. Yeah. Trishinya or whatever. <laughs> I think that's her name. Dude, I have zero clue if that is right or wrong. I'm going to look that's real a, quick. I have no idea. I have no idea. But anyways, she's someone's missing, right? Yeah, I'm going to uh, look oh, as real you, quick. As you search for the name. I remember Tracina Lobi. <laughs> ah. Uh, Thryny. T-H-R-Y-N-N-I. Yeah, great name. Or Thryny? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Giant <laughs> Sure. She's missing. Is she a Jedi? Or is she just Tracina Lobi's friend? Doesn't say. Someone's missing. Cut to. Mara feels Luke and herself, quote, deep in her uterus. (laughs) (laughs) And may I give the largest I told you so (laughs) of all time. Or that was well foreshadowed with just even like, what, what was that? Book two? her and Anakin being racist to natives and she's just casually thinking of her childhood and t- absently touches her stomach. Yeah. And, and I was like, baby. Yeah. 
and she <laughs> thinking about how she, she wants a kid more and more. That, that was yeah, in the last that has it has been more uh, blunt yeah. lately. Far more text than than subtext. Yeah, but I we called it. I knew <laughs> it right away. right away. She touched her belly, and I was like, "Why would you write that <laughs> if it doesn't mean baby?" Yep. <laughs> Or realistically, at the time, probably the disease attacking her uterus, mm-hmm. the Yuzhan Vong disease that she's maybe recovering from. But she feels Luke and herself deep in her uterus. <laughs> ah! That's a that's a really fun way of saying, "Hey, I'm pregnant." Yeah, and then she has Luke feel it too. And yes, go ahead and cry. So what? Don't worry about it. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. Told you so. And Luke says, "Quote." Not an it. He. He. It's a baby boy. Yep. Luke Skywalker and Mara Jade Skywalker are pregnant with a baby boy. And they can tell in the force. Cool. Ultrasounds be damned. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me, as I said before, use my magic. Pretty cool. Pretty cool scene, too. They're so awesome together. Yeah. And this is like a nice, like... This is a beautiful, like, uh, human romance scene. Yeah. Like, they're having such a touching moment. They just get to reflect on their life and look forward to what it's going to be with a new person in it. Which is maybe going to be a point of friction during this conquering war by an invading alien force. Yeah, because she's not going to sit off to the side and... No, it's going to... This is going to be her dilemma to deal mm-hmm. with, right? As much as it's also Luke's, it's... The baby is not inside his body. It's far more her concern than his. And we've seen how well Luke can uh, tell her what to do. She just doesn't. He tries and she's like, no, get out of here. She's just too cool. Yeah. she's just. She is just... A well-written woman most of the time with her own agency. And don't fucking tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Cut to Luke and Mara tease each other. And then they want to take Anakin on an investigation. End of chapter. Mara is pregnant a toe to so. <laughs> How about a chapter title? Her child. He. Mmm. <laughs> And then that inspired me to do one word titles, I think. Yes. For every, <laughs> for every chapter in this chunk. Enjoy. That was a good chapter. The The meeting with the New Republic was kind of just like, you know, a repetition. Of yeah, again. It always is. Yeah. <laughs> Government, right? <laughs> Constantly having the same conversations and never making any progress. But... I love them immediately both discovering together. Mm-hmm. We are having a babe. Chapter 10. Randa the hut sells Jason to an off-world hut Vong struggle. He, he sells him off to his mom, his dad, Borga. It depends on the on whether right. she or he is pregnant. At the right, time. because of their species they switch having sexes. Having like a hermaphroditic sex switch when they become pregnant. Yep. Interesting. That's why whenever it's written, they it's read as... I probably as, didn't use the right words yeah. there, but... It's, it's written as parent me. rather than... Okay, there you go. See, yeah. that's the smart way to say it. So, 
It sells Jason Solo's service in a war to his parent. Don't know why he thinks he's allowed to do that. I don't but, know. But he does. Huts are, huts are dying all over the place. It's There's... desperation. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. And he's also, if he can't get Jason to do it, maybe Jane will. Maybe, maybe he's got once, them both here. Maybe once those eyes come back online. Yeah. Because he's yeah. still dreaming about being a pirate captain, too. Well, you know, it's a pretty cool dream, as we talked about in the last episode. Yeah. That could be a fun, I don't know, like a what if Marvel type of series where you like spin off. What if Jason and Jaina became pirates with a hut? <laughs> I would watch a, a trilogy of like 22 minute animated episodes. Yeah. That would be interesting. Grand of the hut pirate. Someone make it. I have no idea. I cannot draw. I can I can do stick figures and write their names on their faces. Someone draw it for me. I can copy it. <laughs> I'm not good at drawing from my I'll own trace imagination. It. I trace it. All right, cut to Leia thinking about how the Vong must be. Uh, how to say banging. <laughs> <laughs> right, because the conversation with the scientists is we've killed so many of them. But they still, to use a poor turn of phrase, keep coming. <laughs> so they must be procreating at an incredible pace. Yeah, because the, the scientists are using the words like overbreeding and yes, stuff like that. Yes, exactly. They just keep coming. <laughs> so that's the topic of conversation. So many deaths must equal so many births. How do they keep Pro proceeding. How do they keep proceeding? And we cut to Nominor in his secret hiding spot on Duro, where where they dug tunnels. He used bu- slug bugs to eat a concrete passage away for him to go hide in, so he can take off his new masker, which was named, and I didn't write down the Galbraith or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Baglerg. <laughs> the bagler <laughs> so, something like that and uh he's thinking about how sweet it's gonna be when he destroys leia and jaina uh oh, again overlooking jason quote the coward mm-hmm. but okay i'm sure that won't come back to haunt you at all yeah you know the back cover tells us this is about jason learning the distinction between action against an aggressor and allowing violence against innocent people yeah. So just keep overlooking Jason the coward who fled the Jedi on Coruscant and abandoned his people and refuses to use the force, right? And blah, blah, blah. Underestimating the hero always goes well. That's fine. It's totally fine for Nominor secret super spy guy. He's going to he's gonna use the bugs to take down uh, Settlement 32. And uh, that'll be the end of these Jedi and stuff. <laughs> There's some insight into Nominor too, how he doesn't necessarily believe in the gods. No, he, he doesn't like. He's not like reverent of their of pain. No, he even uh, Yan Harla, the, the trickster, trickster goddess, goddess. He's he like claims if, if she believes, he claims she, service to her. Yeah, but he's like, no, actually, I believe in getting paid yeah it's (laughs) it's only for me and my potential promotion his own success is what he's after and he'll pretend anything yep because we've talked about the yuzhan vong culture before they're so cutthroat and literally murder murder each other over the slightest things Mm -hmm. how would you be behold how would how would you possibly feel beholden to anything 
other than survive at all costs. Yeah. Although, like he says, you know, you have to pretend to love the gods and the pain or else you, uh, I'll be killed. This is, is the is the unspoken part of it, right? Mm-hmm. That's why. That's why I pretend to be obedient to Yun Harlow, the trickster goddess. Yeah. Interesting character who's been here since the very beginning. He's on the cover of the front book. Yep. Front book. Front. <laughs> front cover of the first book. It, it's in the front of my, <laughs> my row. <laughs> it's the front book of this series. <laughs> the front runner oh yeah i mean he's a cool character i'm glad that he's back doing some nefarious deeds again yeah he's and he's now with everyone where everyone's gonna be right because he's always been off to the side he's already okay and he mentions in this part too it's a shame that he has to keep avoiding leia Mm -hmm. why she met him on ramamool with a different masker on yeah also he must be that scientist who has gone missing because he also says about the bugs that he's discarding in the marsh are like creating the wondrous results that that Leia is so proud of. Right? Yeah, and that's and we it's Vong technology. Yeah, like, we mentioned that last time where it's got to be a Vong. Yeah, here, it's and him. then instantly in the next chapter it's mentioned that Nominor's on Duro. I didn't assume that it was him though. Oh, okay, but it, he I think he's the scientist now. Yeah, because he needed Cause an alien masker thing. thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, that's him. And he's like, can't wait to win. Cut to Jason. Find some of Nominor's weird slugs. Whoops. <laughs> Did you count them out? He finds the weird slugs not knowing what they are. And we cut to maybe the Rin can cook the worms. And good luck to Jaina's future boyfriends. And dad is lonely. And Jaina and Jason, we should find mom. Yep. If I could just in a nutshell. (laughs) He thinks about his dad, right? He's like, oh, dad looks lonely. And then he also thinks, good luck to any boy that ever breaks my sister's heart because my dad is a shotgun on the porch type of guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. There better be a galaxy between them and him. Yeah, that's exactly what he says. And I was like, okay, man, cool. It's your sister. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You could be bothered (laughs) if someone mistreats her. Feel free to be bothered. Just saying. <laughs> cut two. No, excuse me. Three star cut two. Jason and Jaina try to call mom through all the cell core channels, but they end up with Vicky Shesh's office instead, who hangs up on them after Randa the Hut butts in and says, help, help. Yeah, can you send troops to uh, Nell Hutta or whatever? Yeah, the huts are under attack. <laughs> and she's like, well, hey, this is for essential communication. Uh, back sorry, click. can't keep the phone open for non-emergencies. This is 911. Don't call us again. And she hangs up on them. Uh-huh. Uh, but she had said, I'll call you back if I hear anything about where your mom is. Yeah, after it took an hour to get the connection up. Meanwhile, she knows. She's the one who sent everyone to... to Duro, because mm-hmm. she is the senator in charge of Cellcor. Yeah, the Cellcor advisory council. She's the council. head of it. She's the top. She's the one who sent everyone here. So she's up to some fishy business. She hangs up on the kids, and Jason immediately decides over Holocom that she's Palpatine level of shifty, and that's bad news. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, she's keeping secrets, and I don't like her, and I remember watching old videos of Palpatine. Look... She looked just as ambitious as him. Type yeah. Of thing. Reminds me of Palpatine back when he was a senator. Bad yeah. news. Mm-hmm. But great for him to just pick up on that uh, galaxy away. 
Yeah, it was some <laughs> sort of... Uh, Half, they're not that far away. They're still in the core. Yeah, it was some sort of like weirdness in her voice. And like the way she, she crossed her arms or something. It was yeah. her body language and and her yeah and her non-convincing delivery. Mm-hmm. Jason's also a genius. So sorry to these Yuzhan Vong who think they know everything, but you are overlooking my favorite Star Wars character of all time. And you're going to probably pay the price sometime <laughs> during this book. I found your slugs, idiots. Chapter title? <laughs> uh, worms. <gasps> Tim! Worms! <laughs> we matched! Woo! I knew it was going to be coming. Episode 202? <laughs> yes. We matched! Again! Yeah, I almost put slugs. But I liked worms better because I was like, she's not a slug, Vicky Shesh. Mm-hmm. But she's worm like she has wormed her way into position of power. Randa the worm. She's a, she's a little yep, exactly. Yeah. So many perfect layers. Yep. Great job, Tim. I say about the answer that's the same as mine. <laughs> Chapter eleven. TL. Savong Law chats with Vicky. Via Philip, peace translate in his ear through the Tizo worm to quote willing and appropriate submission. That's peace, and then he later thinks during their conversation, peace doesn't go both ways. Yeah, peace flows uphill from the oppressed. Yeah, you offer peace, and then I do what I want. Yeah, because she, <laughs> she peace is not mutual. She says she wants peace, and then later she says. We could have peace. Yeah. Which I also thought was interesting. She thinks that she's doing a good thing. Yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah. Because we've already had that. Like, that's kind of the peace brigade and the people in the peace brigade. And then it's like, oh, it got kind of taken over by bad people and racists and stuff, I guess. But Vicky Shesh, I don't know. What's more interesting? Her being a fool or her being a straight on villain. Cause we, we just watched the huts do this, make a deal thing. Mm-hmm. And Randa the hut was like, dear Jedi, please save me. Oh my God. Yeah. Right? <laughs> the, the difference I think between those two is she's it's using really loud on this episode. She's using Vong technology. She's got a, a masker. She's got a villip. True. She's in deep. Yeah. I think that's the only difference. So she can only believe but she doesn't she... want people to know that she's working with the Vong. Yep. And then, and then Savong Law hangs up on her because he's like, "You're not saying important things." Yeah, you're not like, telling me anything new. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> that's not. <laughs> he's like, "Do you have any more information?" And she like makes a complaint, and he thinks that's not information. Hangs up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which I thought was friggin' brilliant. Yeah. Uh, oh, P.S. Sorry that she did have information for him before he hung up. There's a Jedi on Duro. <laughs> Ah, Which actually isn't new because he already knew that. Yeah, exactly. Namanor already told him, but she says he's not using the Force. He has he's shunned the Force and the Jedi, so maybe you can use him. Mm-hmm. Which is like a big yikes. A different twist on Jason not using the Force. Yeah. Rather than being a coward, misin- but a tool. They're misinterpreting it as as you want to do, as you're welcome to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, as though he has abandoned the Jedi Order, right? Yeah. A lot of underestimating or misunderstanding Jason Solo is happening right now. And I can't wait <laughs> for the comeuppance. Chapter title? Peace. Submission. 
Same word. <laughs> According to the War Master, that yeah. That technically counts a little bit. Man, Jason better not get captured again. This sounds like bad news. It definitely... He already had a coral piece implanted in him and had to rip that out. Just mm-hmm. in time type of thing. Chapter 12. Jason Solo is woken up by his danger sense in the force. He's gripping his hands in tight fists so so tightly that they hurt when he wakes up. He says, Spidey sense is, sorry, force danger sense is tingling. Mm-hmm. So hard. He can't not use the force. As much as he's trying to, to pretend he's not actively engaging in the force, three-page vision, put your sister to sleep, and you, you cannot ignore your danger sense. Yeah. You have to use the force because you are magic. You This is the classic hero's denial of the call. He refuses to be the hero that he must obviously become. Yeah. He does not want to use the force as a weapon. And so he's refusing to use it at all. But you cannot avoid using the force when you are born of Anakin Skywalker blood. And he, and he makes that... He he makes that decision here because he stops and actively he has like uses three the force. Moments in this chapter yep. where he reflects on like, oh, but you'll let her use the force, or like, ah, oh, but you'll count on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's n- it's not an aggressive way, so it's okay to use. Insightful it. of like, I am using the force. Yeah, he, I'm. I, I've I've been uh, trying to fool myself. Yeah, he's working his way back yeah, to that comes up a few times. Um a reality a, a, yeah <laughs> a, a balance to his way of seeing oh, it yeah his approach yeah yeah anyways he wakes up because bad yeah. right there's bad he goes and gathers Jaina, wakes her up and she wakes up and goes don't tell me bad <laughs> right she's like you don't gotta say anything i feel it too i just needed you to come wake me up because you're just a little bit stronger or more attuned to the force or more trained in the force. Jason is her twin, but he is in the force just that little bit above. Yeah. And his danger sense might be a little bit more uh, heightened because he was training with Luke to specifically use it. And because he said he daren't get any clues wrong in this impending disaster puzzle that he felt from the very beginning, right? Mm -hmm. He felt it coming. So also, he's dialed right to 11, tuned in. And just as he's a little bit above Jaina, Mara Jade said that Anakin might be the strongest Jedi, the greatest Jedi of his generation. Mm-hmm. Just put that out there. These kids are strong. Douglas just having a little scratch. I hope you guys on the podcast listening and... Don't mind. You're making a real derpy face while he did it. Now you're going <laughs> to get back in the chair. <laughs> okay. So, he wakes up Jaina. He figures out the worms have pupated. Yep. Because the... <laughs> Jason Solo, if you don't know, is an animal lover and former collector of pets. Yes. Many, many pets. He's like, oh, I had worms that turned into butterflies once. I know what this is. The worms have pupated and become airborne freaky beasts with white looking eyes on their back. Like some sort of moth yeah. machine. The, the worm machine. things turned into moth things. Organic, not at all machine. So he arms a load lifter droid with kitchen whisks. <laughs> yes, he does. 
I'm like, is this comedy? The only weapons they got <laughs> are kitchen utensils. It it <laughs> it flying drop kicked me over the top rope and out of the story. And I looked away from the book and I was like, is this a joke? Like, is this is this supposed to be funny in the scene? Like, why is he all that was available are giant egg beaters. So he attached it to the load lifter droid in the battle against the moths. I just, it stopped me dead in my tracks. And I was like, I, is this supposed to be funny? Cause it is a goofy it's it's, I'm not saying it's not funny, Yeah. but I'm like, is this here for comedic effect or why are we putting egg beaters on a gigantic droid? Yeah, I think it's supposed to be not only funny, but also show that they have nothing. They yeah, are not prepared totally, for any of this. They're totally unprepared and inept, and the egg beaters prove to be ineffectual as well. Yes. They whisk the things away, and then they come right back, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, well, the bat moth things are bad news because they're eating the dome that everyone's in. Yeah, because it's big-ass plastic dome. Yeah, and they're just keeping out down. the the super poison pollution planet that is Duro. Yep, and the moths are eating the plastic. The infestation is so far gone already that Han orders an evacuation of the approximately twelve hundred refugees in the dome. I mean, good luck. It's not a very big dome, I guess. Yeah, Jason gets everyone and their pet aboard the Cellcor evacuation rescue cars that show up. 26 minutes later or whatever that specific number was. It's fine. It's fine to say a specific number of time. Just don't say 30 minutes later a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Just don't do that. It's fine. Anyways, I it just, this was boring. Yeah. This wasn't, um, there was no stakes. I don't know. I was like, nothing's going to go wrong. Yeah. It, I don't know why I felt that, but I, when I'm reading through this, I'm like, hey, it's like the danger is, uh, if we don't keep everyone under control, there's going to be a stampede. The danger is we have a, a super vulnerable group of aliens here from Vortex called the Vors, who I p- picture as like pterodactyl people. And um, they need they need the masks. If they, they can barely breathe any other atmosphere than their own, never mind pollution planet. We don't have the gear for everybody. And we have to make it 26 minutes of calm safety before the cars arrive to evacuate us yeah i think the danger and then it is gonna just come all later kind of happens quickly yeah the only and then Rand of the hut starts it, acting yeah. up right and so he gets stunned yeah he's like first of all smashing his way through the crowd and han solo's like stop doing that or i will shoot you if i let you do that everyone's gonna do that and there will be a stampede revealing this is the, one of the stakes this is the threat and then he does it <laughs> later and then jason's like Wop, wop, wop. Yep. <laughs> Put stun bolts in him, and Jane is like, "Oh, I thought I thought you didn't want to use a- aggression," and he's like, "Well, I didn't use the force," and he was hurting other people, and yeah. Jane rolls her eyes out of the back of her head probably, and says, "Aren't the Yuuzhan Vong hurting a lot of people, brother?" Yeah, right. Because he's trying to justify staying out of the war because he doesn't want to perpetrate and perpetuate violence Mm -hmm. because Jason is a sweet hearted boy. He is a kind man, young man. Yeah. He's what? 16, 17, 17 now. Yeah. Keep track of how old these teenagers are, Mm -hmm. but like 
He doesn't want to hurt anybody after, you know, slaughtering all those slaves and stuff. That was whatever. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to. <laughs> uh, Uncle Thracken fired that uh, beam of gravity light that destroyed so many people. I, was like, I don't want to do that again. Three page vision that tells him you're stand firm. And he's like, wop, wop, wop. I put down. Actually, it just kind of slumps his head over when he shoots Randa, right? The yeah. hut doesn't fall over. No, they're, <laughs> they're quite. Uh, they have a nice wide base. Yeah, they're they're well balanced. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, Jaina rightfully points out to him. I thought I thought you said no violence. A- anyways, everyone escapes. Mm-hmm. Everyone's evacuated. Jason sticks up for a lady who's smuggling her pet out. Stands up to a security guard. You'll imagine what you'll do to morale. Pretty You're much, already yeah. making everyone leave their belongings behind, and they already don't have belongings. They've all. This is like their twelfth refugee stop. Yeah. And now they got to move to another dome. Don't take her pet. Yeah. Pets are important. I'm Jason Solo. <laughs> I think all this, all this part here, all this potential danger is just the danger isn't going to come until they're trying to transport to another dome. Yeah. It's going to be in the wilds of Duro. Good call. So what's going to happen with the with the handful of cars that now have to travel from place to place. But the threat that we knew was that, uh, Namanor was going to crumble the dome and it did start. They, the, the, they chewed through in certain spots, right. And Mm -hmm. the the bad atmosphere came in and Jason had to give his mask up to one of the vulnerable people. He, this is just showcase hero, right? Yeah. Actually, I'm just realizing this now. I can't believe I didn't realize it while I was reading it. Jason wakes up first. He wakes everyone else up. He understands what the worms have done and what they're doing. Like, the, oh, they've turned into moths. Oh, they're eating the plastic. He's the one that keeps everybody calm. He's the one that uh, directs traffic when the shuttles come. He's the one who, who stands up for, like, the, uh, the humanity of the group. He's the one who stops the violent man who's hurting people. He is just a, a a steamroller of heroics in this chapter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you underestimated him. Yeah, to counterbalance the the underestimation from everyone else. And also, I hope to prove to him, like you have to do things, man. Look, look, <laughs> the it you help when you help, it helps. Yeah, you have to help <laughs> more than you are, anyways. I don't know. A pretty boring emergency, but. I do love Jason can't avoid the force. Yeah. That was a cool thing. Or protecting innocent people from harm. It's like his destiny, bro. Mm-hmm. And the, you avoid it all you want. It, Whether it be the war, the force helping, it's going to find you. The war's not stopping. So it's, well, you know the Vong. They keep coming. Mm-hmm. How about a chapter title? White Eyes. I was going to pick that, but it was two words. Mm-hmm. Priority. Okay. Yeah, come on. <laughs> this was good. This is a good four chapters. Yep. Man, Mara's pregnant. Randa the Hut is a hut. <laughs> hey, I hated this guy. And you have been the whole time he's been on Duro, right? And back in the crash. And oh, he's a hut. God. Janus the bomb. I don't know how she's managing to do anything. She can't really see, but she's got some sort of medical visor on. Yeah, like she had some goggles. Some kind of technological apparatus that's helping her, mm-hmm. of course, in the future. The evil plans are unfolding, and 
as you pointed out, we've got some heroes on the run. What's going to happen between here and there? Is there anywhere safe to run to? Find out next week when we cover New Jedi Order Book 6 Balance Point Chapters 13 through 16. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. Pupate you later, nerds. <laughs> For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Plazer. Check us out.